Hello and welcome to the BNP Paribas Markets 360 podcast. We cover the topics that matter from the global economy to market strategy. Hello, I'm Jeff Schultz, Chief Economist for Middle East and Africa Markets at BNP Paribas, and I'm joined by Nick Borain, Political Analyst for South Africa. Today we will discuss the latest political economy events in South Africa, in particular the recent diplomatic spat between South Africa and the United States, the prospect for more acute electricity supply problems into the country's winter months, and the increasing degree of negative sentiment around Tsar assets. BNP Paribas clients can also find our podcasts on the new Global Markets app, along with other Markets360 content. It's Wednesday morning, 7th of June, in Johannesburg. Hi, Nick. There's been a sharp sell-off in Tsar-based assets when the American ambassador to South Africa three weeks ago accused South Africa of sending arms to Russia in December 2022. There are a lot of interesting issues here, of course, but one of them is why the price hasn't fully come back when a lot of the heat went out of the showdown and the US and South Africa decided to take it offline. What are your thoughts, Nick? Thanks, Jeff. Basically, because I think the showdown with the US precipitated a negative shift in more general sentiment and a range of risks, political or otherwise, to which many fund managers had taken a wait-and-see approach, suddenly became seen as serious and imminent. Our view is that our participation in AGOA, AGOA, a US program that gives some African countries, including South Africa, preferential access to US markets, could be at risk. AGOA is obviously beneficial to South Africa, but I think the real damage of SA being expelled from the program would hurt the economy further by driving sentiment even lower. We think OFAC-type sanctions are extremely unlikely. Load shedding and linked issues are clearly front of mind with clients, even more than these geostrategic issues. Indeed, Nick. This certainly has been a perfect storm of negative headline news for South African assets. Electricity supply cuts, or commonly known as load shedding, has gotten progressively worse. And while this has been a fundamental reason behind our long-held bearish 0.2% growth view that we've held for this year, The upcoming winter, which will see a greater level of demand alongside very crimped supply, means that we should probably anticipate things on the electricity supply front getting a bit worse before hopefully getting better. But I guess we need to get through the winter unscathed first. And here we would point out that the black swan event, like a national grid failure, we think markets have probably been a little, have probably blown that level of risk a little bit out of proportion. Nevertheless, We think it's clearly a risk that markets see, and there is a non-linearity as well to load shedding's impact on the economy, uh, which is also actually more front of mind for us, with unprecedented stage eight load shedding having the potential to shave off around 1.5 billion rand a day in lost activity by our estimates. Now, of course, it's not just activity that sees the pain. What we're finding is that investors are increasingly concerned about the negative implications for fiscal policy amid already higher spending commitments for 2023, uh, given the public sector wage increase of 7.5% for this year. Not to mention a wider current account deficit on the back of export volume losses because of the structural constraints, higher near-term inflation pressures owing to rising input costs, larger input import reliance, uh, raising FX pass-through risks to inflation. All of these are key monitorables here, we think. But Nick, this isn't just about the economics. We've also noticed a parallel growth 
of negativity about some of the political variables. So how do you think this plays out leading into next year's national and provincial elections? We have always had clients that are quite positive about President Ramaphosa, but they've been thin on the ground since Ambassador Brigadier made those remarks. Ramaphosa still has his supporters, but we have heard a lot of frustration about slowness to act, indecisiveness, general weakness as a leader, and words along the lines of not the man we need when we are facing this barrage of crises. Some clients worry about whether Ramaphosa will last till the election or give way to a Paul Mashatila presidency and an alliance with the EFF to keep the ANC in government. This is definitely not our view, but and it is way too early for, to form such a view. We recommend restraint on taking strong views about the outcome of next year's election. It's too early and there are too many balls in the air. But Jeff, I did get the impression that there is an incredible amount of negativity built into many investors' view of South Africa right now. Do you agree? Have your own predictions got considerably more pessimistic? Indeed, Nick. Our engagements with investors onshore and offshore tell us that sentiment towards the macro political economy are at levels last experienced under President Jacob Zuma's years of government. But if we take a step back and ask ourselves what actually has changed here, Fundamentally for South Africa specifically, we'd say probably not a lot. Issues of load shedding, fiscal risks on weak growth, a return to a current account deficit are not new issues for South Africa. However, this comes at an increasingly complex time for the global economy that I think is becoming more concerned with the likes of China growth, a shallow US recession, still stubborn core and services price inflation, very tight labor markets that most central banks are still concerned with. So the exogenous climate right now isn't actually ideal for this perfect storm of negative idiosyncratic headlines that we're seeing in South Africa either. I guess we can also add geopolitical risks to the mix, though, as you mentioned earlier, Nick, we see the risks of sanctions as relatively low. But the bigger issue here is that of South Africa's future trade uh, relations with the U.S. under the current uh, AGOA Act. So I guess the main question to try and answer then is, is there light at the end of the tunnel? And our answer to that is a cautious yes, but we might have to be patient, a little bit more patient, unfortunately. There are plenty of event risks going into South Africa's winter, risks of stage eight load shedding headlines, the planned BRICS summit that South Africa is scheduled to host on the, 21st, uh, on the 22nd of August, where all eyes are gonna be on whether, whether President Vladimir Putin will attend, as well as ESCOM wage negotiations going into the winter. But by late Q4 this year, we do see some scope for better headlines, not least our expectation for a number of large ESCOM generation units to be brought back from service, the fact that we see South Africa coming out of winter, avoiding an outright grid collapse, and our view that President Putin probably won't attend the BRICS summit in person. And there's even talk that this could be moved to another BRICS member to avoid another tricky diplomatic spat. There is also good news, we think, on the renewable energies pipeline, something that we've long argued but we've got, we, we now see more than 5,000 megawatts, and this number is growing in new embedded generation capacity that we think that can be con connected by mid-2024. While this won't remove load shedding next year, we think it's possible that it can be heavily reduced to a point where corporate South Africa has already adjusted and the impact on growth and activity is minimal. However, 
This also then comes at a time where the country will be sitting for its most uncertain general elections in South Africa's democratic history. So as always, plenty of food for thought in South Africa. But in short, I think we should buckle up for another challenging quarter for Tsar assets in Q3, but with some reprieve into Q4 uh, as some risks, and certainly into 2024, as some risk events are removed from the system. On that note, let's wrap it up there. Thank you, Nick, for joining me, and thank you, everyone, for listening. This communication does not constitute research, a recommendation, or any form of advice from BMP Paribas or its affiliates. It does not consider your financial circumstances or objectives, and it may not be suitable for you. It should not be copied or reproduced in whole or in part.